Okay, so this is happening. Can you believe it? No. I feel weird. I feel weird. But whatever, we're doing it. <laughs> we're not sorry. We're not sorry. But I'm Lindsay. I'm Nikki. And this is Sorry For What. Okay, guys. So we're back with episode two, um, where we are going to be talking about insecurities and anxiety with social media. And we've decided to sort of split this up into two parts. One, because we feel it's important that you guys hear from like us, people who aren't famous or influencers, um, about insecurities in social media and how it affects us and how we deal with it. But also, we are going to have Maddie Ziegler on part two of this podcast um, tomorrow where we're going to be asking her how she deals with insecurities in social media, which we're very excited about. But we are super lucky because we have one of our best friends, Steven, here today. Hey, guys. Um, Steven is, I would, I would say you're an influencer. Mm-hmm. What, what, would you, what would you call yourself? Like, why don't you tell them who you are and what you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I would call myself a content creator, not necessarily an influencer, um, but you know, to each their own. I mean, um, I hate the word influencer. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. It can have a, a weird connotation to it, but totally. I actually come from a really strong business background. I started my Instagram on the side featuring, you know, local cafes or travel locations, sort of built it out to be more or less a, a side business that's uh, manifested and is a big part of my life. And it's how I've connected with a lot of other creators um, and I just mainly use it as a way to explore cities and, you know, beautiful destinations. Right. So you don't really show a lot about like your life. It's more of like your highlight reel of places that you go. Yeah, I definitely keep it highly curated and not necessarily, um, you know, a looking glass into my life. Um, I guess about it took two to three years for me to actually show myself on my feed. And so, why did why did it take so long? Just because one, I was by myself. So I didn't want other people to take my photo. I never <laughs> liked my photo being taken. Uh, and you're also your own worst critic. So totally. I didn't really like how I looked. And I didn't want to project that into the some world in which I had no control over. Right. Um, and at the same time, it's just I sort of use Instagram differently. Yeah. And the way I used it was a way to look at new places to go to. And I didn't really see it necessary to interject myself into those. That makes sense. I think that's like a perfect segue into like the perception can be different from what you see online versus real life. Um, Like I know for me, something that I've been struggling with is like, I've been getting so many messages because they see I just got married. I'm in the now second year of starting my own business. I have an amazing group of friends. And I think that's like all that they're seeing on social media, but really for the past couple of months, I have been struggling with insane anxiety and feeling super alone. And I'm having a hard time like talking myself out of this like mindset that I'm in. And it's like really hard because you feel like crazy, but you know, you're not crazy and that like your feelings are valid. But I don't know why I can't shake like this insane anxiety I've been having. Um, and I know like you, like you suffer from like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, someone reached out to you recently on social media saying like, oh, I thought you were a bitch this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So like this goes into just like how perceptions can be different 
of course, like when it's someone online that you've never like met in person before, but this person actually, like I grew up, we went to the same high school, obviously from the same town. She was like one of my best friend's cousins. And she reached out to me after the first podcast. And she was like, I just want to apologize for like thinking about you this certain way, this whole entire time. Um, We obviously grew up in the same town. And like, I always had this idea of you that you had it all together and you had more than me and whatever. And like your life was just perfect. And um, she said, after listening to the first podcast, even though we didn't even dive into like that much, you know, we both have so much to say on anxiety and how it's affected us. But she was like, I want to apologize for putting you in that bubble because you've obviously gone through things that I've gone through myself too. And um, it was really nice to hear that, you know, there was more to you than what I just saw. And I think, especially with social media, like when you've never met a person and all you have to go off of is what they're posting online, it's really easy to compare yourself and think like they have the perfect life when in reality, that's not true. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Steven, I think you can agree with this too. Like I think people are comparing their behind the scenes life to the highlight reel of other people's lives. Social media, especially it's such a high touch point, but it's so topical and there's no right way of doing it. Like you could be very open to your audience or you could be very close and show only tidbits. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of like a water valve. You have the control over the faucet. You can either let it open and let it run, or you can just let certain, you know, let it trickle out. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I use it as a highlight reel. Um, Everything's been planned out a week or two ahead of time in terms of how things are going to look, but that's how I created my business. Right. I more or less use it as a business venture. Right. Whereas a lot of people, they use it, um, if like your personality, for example, it could be a post that you took five minutes ago and it's already posted on your Instagram. Yeah. For me, I go through about a hundred selects just to choose one image, edit it out and then plan it in my feed. So there's, you know, there's different ways to go about it. Um, I do allow those moments of intimacy with my audience just to showcase, you know, I'm a real person. I right. go through the There's someone things. behind the screen. Yeah, I don't want to feel unattainable. Then that's the balance is being able to be attainable and have that relationship with your audience, but also not letting too much, um, not showing them too much where it's just an open door, basically. But I also feel like, I mean, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but you recently have been like opening up more on social media about like when you're having like something that you're going through and you've opened up your platform to allow people to come talk to you. And I think that's something super important that people need to be doing more. Right. I recently posted on my Instagram on the flight to New York, like the ask me feature. And I was getting all these questions and I started to realize I was getting questions about anxiety. And I like opened up a little bit about my anxiety and how I feel. And when I like said that I was not going to be doing the questions anymore because we were landing, like I've ha- I had so many DMs saying like, no, no, don't stop. Like we want to hear more. We want to hear more. And I think that like it's becoming more normal to open up on social media, but I do think that people need to be doing it more because when you sit there and you compare yourself and you see this person has it all together when in reality you have no idea what's going on yeah. behind closed doors, like, that's where mental health starts to yeah. be an issue. And I think a huge aspect of that is perspective, um, both personal and then also being it from the perspective of your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a few things in the past where I've gotten DMs from people in Southeast Asia that don't really have access to the cultural norms that we have here in the U.S., where they, you know, shot me a message saying, you know, it's great to see someone that's in the LGBTQ community that's living a successful life Mm -hmm. because I did not see that at home. And just like those moments with your audience are so important and it allows me to want to 
give out you more to them. More. They yeah. want to share more. And being, um, you know, being able to tell those stories with each other because you learn and you grow from them. Right. If you have it bottled up inside, it's like, what's, what good is that going to do? Right. Being able to let those out. Like I said, you have control over the valve as to how much you want to share. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, cathartic for yourself and yeah. it's a learning experience and it's a sharing tool as well. Totally. And I think like with that example, like it's cool because it's something that like I wouldn't think of that like every day. Like you don't even realize like who you're reaching and who you're helping. Exactly. Like that's literally you living your every day. You know what I mean? And like that helped someone just yeah. by, and I think that's like really cool. And that's yeah. one of the like most amazing things about social media. And it's those moments too, where that's a person that's actually sending you a message, but they you took actually, time out of their day. Yeah. yeah. You don't know about the people that don't do that. Right. I've had, a, I had a meeting the other month with someone from New York. I shared a story about my father and the issues we had growing up and his passing and this meeting that I had was the VP of operations for this major company. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to meet because he said that that story was like 10 frames of an Instagram story changed his whole perspective on work and his life and his relationship with his then girlfriend. I literally just got the chills. Like, and it's moments like that where it's like so reassuring and it just makes you want to share more. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, it's such a personal thing, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make it as personal or less personal as you want. Um, you can curate it as much as you want. But in the end, you do have that control over yeah. what you want to project and let out there. Right. And I think there's nothing wrong at the end of the day about being open like I know that the more open I've been on social media or like even saying that I had anxiety has made people feel less alone and I think like for me it's something that I definitely want to work on is like being more open like I'm I'm struggling hard I used to be on anxiety medication I'm not on it anymore but we all have a story I think everyone struggles with something um And I think it's okay to speak up about it and like, know as you're scrolling through social media, just like Steven said, like they're controlling their faucet of how much they're letting out. So know when you're comparing yourself and you're looking on social media and seeing these like great lives that people have that they are also probably going through something and they're only showing you the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, I know we have so many other questions that have come in that we want to get to, but another good one and, I'll let you guys answer and I can answer too, is how do you guys deal with negative and toxic people, whether it's in your life or it's on social media? Yeah. I mean, for me, my whole mantra is I surround myself with the most positive people and I don't give the time of day to anyone that's negative or takes away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in, in a physical sense, like being surrounded by people that are positive is what I try to gear towards online and on social it's just not letting those people get the time of day or shedding light on them. Right, exactly. Just letting it come in, you read it, I move on. I'm like, I don't know who the hell this person is. Right. Um, and who are they to know who I am? Because exactly. like I said, I have the control over what I project. And if that projection from one frame of an Instagram story made them have this perspective, right. let them have that. Right. Like, yeah. I know who I am and I know how I value myself. Right. I think it's hard and I think people get caught up all the time and like what they see on social media. Like I know a feature that bothers me is the share feature and like seeing how many times my photo got sent around, like especially because I'm not an influencer. Like I'm just a normal person who's running a company who just got married and has a big group of friends. Like my, I like am struggling with how to get the sentence out, but it's human nature to think it's a negative total. Oh my God. When we pull after we posted this first episode, I was pacing around this office, like a crazy person. And then I like went up to like, I 
swiped up on my story and saw how many times it was shared. And I looked at Lindsay and I was like, these have to be bad. Like people are laughing. Like it's the, and I, it's and I said to human you, like, nature I was like, to think that. And I had to like calm you down. Yeah. I was like, who cares? Like we even said, and I kept repeating this to Nikki, I was like, if seven people listen no, to yeah, this, of I'm course. happy. We've had hundreds of people. We yeah, just checked and we were like jumping up and down. We think it's insane. But for me, like my, just to give you guys some insight, if you're listening, like, when I see someone share my photo or send my story around, like my immediate reaction isn't, oh, it's because oh, like, I, it's a cute yeah. photo. It's, yeah. it's what are they picking apart? What yeah. are they looking at? And then I have to tell myself, like, who who fucking cares? Like, yeah. I posted the photo and I think I'm it's something I'm working on and getting better with myself. Like, my latest photo didn't even hit a thousand likes. And I was like, me a couple months ago probably would have archived the photo me today, it's still up there. I don't care. Yes. Yeah, there. Cause you want it to be there. But I think what's also important. Cause like when you, we freak out about a post being shared or whatever, if you take a step back and think about like the last photo, I, if I try to think about the last photo I shared, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Nine times out of 10, it's literally like me sending it to Lindsay being like, Oh my God, we should use this color as a set color or like, you know what I mean? There's so many other things. Like I love her hair. You send it to your best friend. Like there's so many different things. Where do you think I could find those jeans? Like that could be happening other than us think like jumping to the worst. If you think about how you're using that feature, it's usually that's what anxiety is. No, exactly. Exactly. To think the worst. And I think what like the message I want to tell people is it's okay to have anxiety, but also try to like wrangle those thoughts and try to ask yourself like, what what's the root of it and what's bothering you and if someone is sending your photo and not saying like nice things about it like you probably don't want that person in your life anyways yeah not that you can tell who's doing it but like for me like I choose to surround myself with people who I know who have my back a hundred percent that were if I leave the room my name's not being Mm -hmm. talked about that's why I was through here right now yeah Yeah. (laughs) amen um yes Steven is one of our very, very, very best friends. And at first, I didn't like you. I think you know that, though. <laughs> oh, I come off as a bitch to everyone. Just because I'm so quiet. selective, well, too. Well, for oh, me, like, I get also, it quiet. he, like, went on a couple of dates. Well, now they're best friends. I'm sorry if this is, like, too much to share. But, like, he went on a couple of dates with Nicholas, our other best friend. And I think I was more, like, territorial over Nicholas. And I was like, like who the hell is this yeah. playing with this person? But, like, now, <laughs> now, of course, we laugh about it. But Steven has then become, like, one of the most important people in my life. Mm-hmm. He knows when I'm having a bad day. Like, he, te- he texts me, like, out of the blue as if he knew I was having a bad day just to tell me he's thinking about me. And we both lost a parent. And I know, like, on our respective, like, holidays that are hard for us like mother's day and father's day like we always reach out to the to the yeah it's all about finding those people but like that what I'm trying to say is like I like I kick myself in the foot because I wish I would have just have taken the time to get to know Steven at first so I didn't spend those months of like being stubborn and not liking you for no reason Mm -hmm. and I think so many people judge someone off the bat because they, I, yeah. like, I don't even, I it's, can't even I, I mean, it's very it. transferable to social media too. It's exactly. like you have those high touch points in one or two areas and then you come to some sort of judgment of that person, mm-hmm. which is a very, you know, it's part of human nature. It's yeah. a natural thing to happen. Um, but it's also, like I was saying before, perspective is such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Being able to shift your own and also seeing it from other people's perspectives is the most important thing to shape those mindsets. Right. You know, what yeah. you're viewing. 
Right. Um, another question we got when we said we were recording this episode is thoughts on Instagram taking away likes. And before I open the floor to you guys, like in terms of the question and relating it to set active, I want to clear the air right now. I don't care. Yeah. Like we don't pick our influencers or whoever we send our product to. We don't judge them based off how many likes they get. We judge them There's so much more like based off thing. how will they represent the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in terms of set active, but in terms of my personal feed, I don't post enough to care if I'm being honest. Um, but I mean, you guys post way more than I do. So what are your thoughts on it? I don't think it can bring it any harm. Like it's only going to do good. Um, I mean, I know like so many people use it, like use social media and you'll be able to speak on this better, like for their business. But in terms of like mental health, I think if it's just one step closer to helping people in that sense, like, because it is so prevalent and like people do turn to numbers for so much, even though numbers at the end of the day don't mean shit. But I mean, I I also like don't have that strong of a point, like a stance on it. Yeah. I I guess for me, from like a content creation stand of view, I think it would allow me to be more creative because sometimes I get in those mindsets of, okay, I'm working with this brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they're expecting some positive ROI with it. So I'm going to plan the shoot to be X, Y, and Z because I know it's going to perform well, but right. I know it's not necessarily what I want to do. Yeah. So it's separating that like performance aspect from your creative point of view. And at my last job, I used to oversee about 60 influencers on all their branded commercial work. And they go through the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they're stuck in the mindset of, okay, this is going to perform best, but I know that the brand would want this. But as a creator, from what I think they're looking for, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So by removing the likes feature, I think it's super positive. One, for mental health, first of all. Two, it allows the creator to be creative mm-hmm. and just to take that added stress off of them. And it, it, especially for like branded work, it allows that relationship to be even more organic and tightly knit. And like at the end of the day, if you think about it, most people didn't start their Instagram to please other people. They did it because they want to post the things that they want to post. And I think taking away likes will kind of help people get back on that track. Yeah. I think that in general, like I'm in a love-hate relationship with the platform. Like I love the platform and I'm not going to lie, like when I post a photo and I see how many comments are coming in about how good I look or whatever it might be, obviously it boosts my confidence. Like everyone loves that. Um, But at the same time, like I also think that people aren't being their authentic selves on Instagram and and it's hard for me to see in general. So I'm I'm very indifferent about the platform, but I mean, that's just how I feel. Um, I know other questions we get are like, how to stop comparing yourself and how do you deal with like mental health and all of the, how do you feel more confident and things like that. I I think it's like all about who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. though too. Like I, I know when I get a photo that I like, I like immediately send it to my friends. I'm like, Oh, which one do you like? And then we vote on it. The iCloud link starts rolling in and you're like, I'll be with you in five minutes when it all downloads. (laughs) Yeah. And like you, you know, like talking, talking your friends up like obviously supporting your friends and you know I know sometimes like Nikki will come to me and and be like I archive the photo it doesn't feel like me and like being there for you and just being like Nikki it's an amazing photo like who cares what other people are looking at but it's so easy to say that to someone else than to say it to yourself and listen to that advice yeah I also like from a creator stand of view just 
be positive with other creators. Like, totally. don't be afraid to comment on someone's post saying you love it. Right. Because they might be thinking the same thing, what we're thinking right now. Right. Just, you know, go out of your way, throw a comment. Who does it hurt? No That's one. the thing. Like, I find it so funny. It's like, okay, so say you follow someone, they follow you back. And then, like, if you love their stuff, why not support them? Yeah. You know, like, you're already following each other. Even if they don't follow you back, who cares? Like, you follow them for a reason. So it's funny yeah. because I think we, like, all you know, like may as well support them and throw out a comment and just like show your support. Also like being surrounded by positive people online, not just Mm -hmm. in person. Yeah. Totally. Because you do not want that toxicity to come into your social media when it's just like the last place you want to see it. Exactly. Being selective with who you're bringing in, who you're following, you know, you're, like I said, you're creating your feed as well. So what's, what's appearing on your newsfeed is how you want it to create Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's like, yeah, there's muting and stuff, but I also think that you don't like, there's this idea behind unfollowing people and that sometimes it's like rude or whatever. But if someone's bringing in that toxic energy to you, like you don't have to feel bad about muting them or unfollowing them. Like if it's doing you a favor. Yeah. I think coming from someone who's not a creator, like I think I post on Instagram maybe once a month. I definitely use my Instagram stories more of like a Snapchat where like I'm posting you know, what I'm doing or who I'm with and stuff like that. But I recently noticed I've stopped posting on social Mm -hmm. media as much because, like, I have anxiety over the platform and, like, I'm not a creator. I'm not anyone Mm -hmm. on on Instagram. But I've recently seen that when I open up more and when I'm posting about, like, having a bad day or that I'm dealing with anxiety, like, I've created this community in my inbox where we talk about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I've... I there's a girl that I met through set active and through Instagram that we haven't met in person, but we constantly talk, are talking about mental health and anxiety. And I look forward to our conversations all the time because it sort of helps me. And it's like cool to see that like I have this community where I can talk about things like that um, through social media. But at the same time, like I also think that social media can definitely like hurt friendships and stuff Mm -hmm. like I know that there's times where I've gone to like text a friend and been like what are you doing like let's hang out and the text gets ignored and then I see them all over Instagram I'm like hello you've clearly seen my text like why are you ignoring me and that's the part that I hate social media for yeah you always like kind of can tell what someone's doing or they're awake they're not like there's so much it gets to me like it really like I don't I just like I feel feelings very hard and deep. And like when I, part of it has to do with my anxiety from like having abandonment issues from losing my mom or whatever it might be. But I think the worst, like when I see that I'm being ignored, but they're posting all over social media, I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? When in reality, I probably didn't do anything wrong. And it's their problem. They're having that uh, for whatever reason, they don't want to hang out with me. I don't know. I think that's the part of social media that really gets me. Um, and I know, like, it sometimes, both, like, I don't know, we always talk about how that bothers both of us. And yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think it from your perspective. Like, my stories are not in the moment. Some of my stories are from months ago. Yeah. Like, from the beach. Yeah. I just wanted to post because that's what I was feeling or right. whatever. I'm literally in bed under the covers <laughs> posting from the beach. <laughs> but listen to that, guys. Like, like even as a creator, I know that there's people out there who are like taking this content from a trip that they're on and they're posting from bed with their 
with no makeup on or in their boxers or like yeah. not even like put together and they're posting this highlight reel yeah. of what's not ha- actually happening in real time mm-hmm. and like I feel like people forget that yeah totally even, and even just like the texting standpoint you could have your text messages turned off but you could still be on social on your phone yeah. but it's not even popping up right so I know a lot of friends that of mine that do that that are doing Instagram full-time they have their text notifications off yeah it doesn't even pop up when they're on their phone but they're on social posting for a branded photo or something like mm-hmm. that and they're like focusing on because that's work for them they're focusing yeah, on work, work you know and that's like their nine to five their nine to five is not a nine to five right um so it goes back to what we were talking about before perspective mm-hmm. the most powerful tool you have is being able to hone in on that perspective that you have and sure. other other people's perspectives yeah yeah i agree um I don't know. Is there anything else you guys like want to cover in terms of social media? As I said, we're doing two parts. So tomorrow we will be on with Maddie Ziegler asking her questions on how she deals with social media and internet trolls and whatever comes with it. But I think all in all, if you change your perspective on how you view the platform, so many beautiful things can come from it. I'm the biggest advocate of that. Just like switching. Like if you're struggling, like speak up. I know like tell your friends, like, when people reach out to me and they say, it looks like you have it all together, I open up to them. And I'm like, I, I don't have mm-hmm. it all together. Like, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, like, who does? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. these people, everyone's That's dealing with, yeah, everyone's got something. Everyone's going through something. Everyone's human. Everyone has feelings. So also, like, understand that. And I think practice being more open and vulnerable will bring mm-hmm. a lot of light and positive into your life I would say and if anything if all else take a break yeah step off yeah I was reading something yesterday that social media will always be there Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not going away at least in the near future so take a step back like if you need to like like you don't even have to like deactivate your account but um if you need to literally delete the app for 48 hours you know like people do that and they feel a world of a difference and it'll be there for you something (laughs) for me to interject at the end is I, I've been doing this for like four or five years working with brands and something that I found best practice for me is I have not one push notification for Instagram. Yeah, me not, either. No DM notifications, no nothing. Yeah, I turn Just mine off Just because I don't like the in your face. Mm-hmm. If I want to see it, I will go into the app. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's funny. So that's just a self-practice that I have and it's helped me a lot, especially when you are in the public eye and showing yeah. different things. Well, I promise we will upload this episode round three. Um, I still feel like it's all over the place because I feel like we just have so much to say. But we will be back tomorrow with Maddie and Steven. This was such a nice surprise. I know. You're so well spoken. (laughs) Um, And we're not sorry. We're not sorry. (laughs) Not sorry.